0: Hello again, and welcome to episode three of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. For those of you who've listened to the first few episodes, I want to thank you for coming back again, and I think that you're in for a treat. Those of you who are new to the podcast, I am so glad that you are here, and you picked a good one. Don't forget that while you can find this podcast at A ayankonthefooty.podbean.com, you can also find it on your favorite podcast provider, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn. After you've listened, I would love for you to consider giving me a review on the podcast host that you're using. It lets me know what I need to work on, what I'm doing well, and it lets the podcast host know that you think of the show as well. Don't forget you can also reach me at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com and on Twitter at yank underscore on, as well as on Facebook and Instagram A yank on the footy. When I first dove headlong into becoming a footy fan and ultimately a CAT supporter, I know some of you may still be getting over that. There were countless people that welcomed me with open arms and helped me get up to speed on the nuances of the game to really understand what was going on, what I was seeing. There were others that helped me to learn about the rivalries and how to give fans of the other teams a hard time if that's what I chose to do I like to embrace the the game from an openness that I you know I don't have the baseline of growing up as a supporter of a specific club so that not liking another team simply because that's been a rival for 50 years for me that doesn't Im- that doesn't impact me But there were some people that helped me out with learning about that sort of thing, okay? And I wanted to take a moment at the beginning of this episode to tip my cap and respect to someone who's had a couple of really difficult weeks, and they've been quite, frankly, unimaginable. And I'd like to tip my cap to Travis Milestone and his family. Now, Travis... And his family lost their home in Gippsland to the horrific bushfires very recently. And while I can't be there to shake his hand or give him a hug, if he'd let me, one thing I can do is dedicate this episode to Travis and his family. And Travis, I am so very sorry for what you and your family have had to endure. I hope that you can find an even small amount of solace and enjoyment in this episode. We're all thinking about you And that goes out as well to everyone who has been impacted by these horrific fires. This episode was my first foray into conducting an interview as part of my podcast. And that's going to very soon become evident. My guest and I spent quite a bit of time getting our conversation app to work properly. Now, I have had it working properly and it works fantastically well. But we had a couple of small glitches and, well, we've had to work around those a little bit. I wanted to test it out with my guest before the interview, because let's be honest, I'm in Ohio and he's in Queensland and I wasn't sure that it was going to work properly and I was hoping that it would. So I wanted to try it out. And leading up to the interview we're going to do, we traded several emails and messages. I put together a series of questions that I wanted to address, letting him know where I was going to go with the interview, and he gave me some feedback as well. Well, we finally got the interview software working properly, and our practice session that we were going to do last evening, now I'm recording this on Saturday, the 4th of January, so Friday evening here in Ohio, we were going to do our practice session, and it quickly turned into... The actual interview. Now, my guest for this episode has a name that's going to make any of you who are longtime VFL and AFL fans, especially Cat fans, sit up and take notice. This is a name that is synonymous with Geelong. He's originally from Pernham, West Victoria, and for the last 20 years or so has resided in Mackay, Queensland. I would like to welcome Mr. Chris Hickey, the second cousin of Geelong legend Reg Hickey, to the podcast. Now, after I've said that, we have to realize that I did not end up giving Chris a proper introduction during our practice session. We pretty much just dove right in. Okay, so what I'm airing is more of an introductory discussion, and like I said, we just jumped right into the conversation, and I hope that you enjoy it. I would like to welcome Chris Hickey to the podcast. Chris is a lifelong Cats fan and is the second cousin of Cats legend Reg Hickey. All right, so we are recording now. So, hopefully you can still hear me. Yeah, you have clear as well. Terrific. That's it, to me that's amazing that uh that that Jeez, technology I'm, exists. I'm, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, that's right. fifteen right. fifteen fifteen thousand kilometers away. And it's uh yeah. you know clear and so that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I in the email that I sent to you, you know, were some of the types of things that I wanted to ask as far as, you know, you know, about about Red, it is Reg, right? It does. Yeah, it is Reg. Reg, 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 um, reg yeah. Joseph Hickey. He's fallen name. Yeah, reg, yes. Regiment. actually. he's fallen yeah, name. of Regiment.
1: R E G I N A L D. It sounds like a military, doesn't it? But yeah, he might have been a military too, exactly. mate. I don't think I don't think you would have gone on the wrong side of him. I, I think he's the sort of bloke that you do things this way. But a good man had the team spirit behind him, knew what to do on the right time, and a, a true leader. I think that would be Reg Joseph Hickey. When I look at I listen to the coaches now. I look at them mm-hmm. and I think of what would reg do, you know you just naturally think that way, but I watch a match, and I can pick what they need to do, and not everyone can do that, so maybe i 've got and i 'm so really passionate Geelong, it 's like it's it 's unbelievable it's it's before I knew who reg was you know there has to be something there i didn't even know I was born at Geelong because we 'd moved from there, so so there 's something all behind it it 's so strong with me it 's like it 's like a war when they play it 's like you 're going into war so that's, that's not right, the ordinary, right. you know, let, let's, let's uh, face it, you know, See, this is really not just ordinary stuff. It's, and, and the battles, like, so the Geelong Hawthorne matches, mate, I'd be prying my backside off and only listening to the match, but it was like, you just, you think you're going to have a heart attack, mate, bad come about 10 times <laughs> because the game was that close. And we are trying to get yeah. it out of the fence in the back line. you would be saying, like, for Scarlett, now let's blown. Come on, Scarlett, kick my bloody thing. you would be saying, like, stuff like this, you know, swear it away uh-huh. because, you're so wound up and you're praying at the same time. Just get the ball out of the back line because they're a pretty good side, Orthon. And they always are. They'll always be a good side. And the fierce right. rivals. And when we had 10 battles against them, we won 10 times in a row. So you can imagine how many times I was praying in that match and how wound up you'd be, uh, in those Absolutely. 10 battles. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, Absolutely. that's what it's all about. That's what Absolutely. sport's about. And that's, that's what, that's what it's all about. That's rivalry. That's, that's a lot of things. But you know, uh, the different people that barrack for different sides—that's what it's all about. That's 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 me, and that's how I understand it. And you know, so, you've got now. The, oh. Yeah, you're right. You, you go. You, you go. Yeah.
0: You know, I like I said. I, I hopefully we're going to go over all of these things tomorrow, and I'm going to go back and listen to some of the stuff you're talking about tonight because you're giving some great
1: Mate, I, I can dialogue give you that here that, much. that would. I reckon yeah. I'd fill you up, but don't know how long because I love me, <laughs> I love me, OFL felt, but I'm, but I'm mad, along too, but. Right. I'm sort of, that's just the way I am. I'm wide that way. So, and I go over a lot of things over Geelong, just decide what's going on with them. And it's just, that's what I do so much, spend a lot of time on And it's, man, if they do what I say, we win. So it's just, the unfortunate part is that, you know, the coaches coach the way they coach these days. And, you know, I the Geelong mayhem now, it gives something like to hear what other people are saying. So, before that, all I had was Twitter, and they didn't say a lot on Twitter. So, I've had to pull my head a little bit in with, uh, Geelong, man, because I started to go in and say this and this and they, they, they'll pick on you. They'll get into you. But that's all right. We all had a bit of a go. We all ganged up on it, but, but that, that's, that's the way it works. So it's, it's to me, that's good because it's a, it's a following, you know, it's like a sort of a family sort of thing. Like we all support the one side. So yeah, that's great. Absolutely. That's truly, and, and I've never had that. I've never had that in a full season. So that's, that gives you something more than like I, I, the time I would spend on Geelong on, would you would surprise you, maybe a lot what you spend on with your code or, or you're so intrigued with AFL, uh, AFL. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it is a great game. And when you say things like when you put that broadcast across, when I experienced it up here and didn't have AFL, oh, that started to burr inside me. Like those words, when you say that song, when it says about what a great game is, that's what you realize. This is a bloke that's born and bred with that played it, you know, since a school kid, stuff like that. Went to another state and then witnessed, you know, it's almost like solitary confinement or so. Like you, you might as well be locked up because you wouldn't, they wouldn't know any different here. They only understand their code and they call, they call it aerial ping pong. That's what I call it. And that's really irritating, but, but. Well,
0: that's, 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 a,
1: that's how they you sit. know,
0: that's a, that's a pretty good description there. I didn't, I didn't even think about the aerial ping pong because oh, it's not, what it's, I, not, it's well,
1: not to us because. It's, that's that's irritating, but anyway, to other people, okay. I, but the, the, oh God, you move the ball, but they they look at it like they think we're sissies, mate. They aim the night are sissies, and that's how they look at it. See, so it's it's as an experience at time. And if I didn't have me AFL to watch now, and I watch a lot on the phone, that's even better than having a TV. You can walk around with it and watch any game. That's fantastic. honestly, they got there. Connections, right? It's fantastic. I experienced how lost I was. It, it just took away all my identity. I honestly, in, in a grand final week here, you wouldn't know any difference. In Victoria, like it's just, it's just, you know, it's madness. You no, know? anywhere, any, in any, and I've only been brought sense. up in small towns, you know, not in the big smoke really of Melbourne stuff like that. I've only been brought up around in small towns, but that's big enough. They're, they're fanatical. Fanatic, we don't realise how fanatical we are until you move away out of your comfort zone and then see another walk of life. But that's all right. That's that's a learning experience. It's fine.
0: Absolutely. What you have said right there, I'm glad I'm recording this now because some of that right there I'm probably going to include in what ends up becoming this final episode here. That's been terrific so far.
1: Oh, mate. Um, like, when I listened to what you first said the other night, I got a lot out of what you said. When I listened to what you said and stuff. And actually, I enjoyed that. So, we have a different podcast on the Geelong one. They have Lingy and blokes like that. He could listen to this and say, I even got into him and said, look, say it as it is because they're promoting us too good, winning all these games last year. And I said, hey, 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 just, you know, they all get, they all get carried away. They have, I don't know if you ever listened to it, but I, I, I ripped into Lingy on, on, on his thing and said, just say it as it is. I followed you. I bear it for you. And then he, he wouldn't mention me name or stuff. But I watched his next podcast. It was excellent. He really got down to the business side of it because I said, mate, I listened to you on Channel 7. You're not like that. Just do the same thing. You know, they get a bit carried away on it. But anyway, that's everyone's their own. And, and you won't get mentioned, you know, you pulled him up and stuff like that. But I did. I know I did. And, you know, I, I, I said, you know, it was you know, I said, I can't take you seriously what you're doing because, because <laughs> I followed you. I followed you. We followed you. You know, we, we know when you get on that thing. You're a different person. Then you're with your, your, your reporter and then you have Tui, the, the black and they're, they're just crazy when they get together. It's that they, they, were, they would get so far ahead of themselves and Geelong do a little bit. That's the thing with them. Geelong are a funny side to barrack for, although I've been a bit be careful what I say is Bobby Geelong supporters Let's say who's that bloody bloke. So, so I better <laughs> rate it in a little bit, but they are an interesting bunch. And like I barracked from when they weren't such a, a strong side and. And they were the hard times. So I've from when they've been really low. I've from in you know, all their losing grand finals, and um, I didn't want them to get into a grand final again if they're going to get flogged because that's why it hurts so much. It, it just it just hurts. Just like if they I, if I lose one week, one week that hurts me. I I it, that's that's what it means. It means so much. That means so much to me, and that, that's not uncommon. I'd say to a lot of Geelong supporters that listen, to it they're, they're, they're similar, but. You're not the same. You're a grumpy sort of a person. You're sort of like you're a different person. <laughs> you're, it it hurts you, you know? You're a grumpy well, that... person walking around. Why didn't we win? Should have done this, should have done that. You don't feel. Even with the coach Isn't that now too, when he has press conferences yeah. and you, you pick up what he's saying, you don't like what he says, oh, it, it doesn't sit with you. And you go and you go, what was he on about? Why did he say that? And, and, and that's where I feel. You've got to be connected. Even the coach, I don't think he realizes he doesn't hit a lot of social media. He should listen to the Geelong main because I think they're, they're not bad. They're what I'm saying to them. They're all, we all think pretty much the same. Different point. That's fine. But he should connect to that because I think he'd get a lot of scope to what a lot of Geelong supporters actually think. And I think that's important. But, but I'm saying it from my, as the supporter, he, he talks when he talks as a coach. It loses you what he says. He looks like a dickhead, mate, when he talks. But anyway, <laughs> I'll curb my tongue what I have to say. Well, and a lot that's... of people on the Geelong mate agree. They can't stand Scotty. I don't, and and even a bloke Robbo that does that Robbo three hundred and sixty. He even wrote an article after that first final and said, you know why? Why? I even went in to defend him after that first final. And then he can't, he couldn't even work out the bloody weather, mate. Look, I can work out the weather from here. What you, I can tell him the steps what you do. And honestly, I get a pretty right, Craig, because I have to do a lot of stuff here with cyclones and all that sort of stuff. And honestly, if you do follow that, you get a pretty like – I have to follow cricket. I follow cricket. And he's fo- all that different states. So I, I can tell you what to follow. I can tell Chris Scott, mate, if you don't know how to follow the weather properly, I'll tell you the steps, brother, simple as that. Honestly, I know it sounds like a moaning ass, but he's even said socially, I'm hopeless at this. They got the first final wrong, mate. They didn't know. They thought it's going to be thunderstorms down. It didn't play till the Friday. The time the game started, it didn't, it didn't rain one inch. I mean, the ground would have had what if over the week, so they, they didn't play the Ruckman. So we're looking I've, and going, what the hell's going on here, you know? I was and just the going whole, to say the that. Slog, <laughs> the whole slog, where we're talking about it for about a month or so, and we're all still wild about it, you know? So oh, I, I ended up still defending him then and saying, look, you know, there's eight people that make a decision, but anyway, that's funny. But really, if you're a professional coach, you've got to be able to work simple things like that out because I can tell him what to do. I can tell, honestly, and it's very consistent when I do follow, Craig, that the weather map and it does give you percentages and stuff. And I, and I follow it because I have to do all th- different things. It is very, very accurate. So it might sound like, I'll oh, listen to this, Blake, but it is true. It is it, If he followed it, he would have got that. And they're very important things to get right. Like if you don't get that weather right and everything right in finals, well, you'll be found out. Simple as that.
0: Well, not right,
1: mate. That's all I'd say. It
0: also, It also would have helped – if Tom Hawkins had kept his elbows to himself as well.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Having... the one I thought was that one was I I didn't see the footage where they didn't show him like when he's come across that bloke. So when I when I learnt that the other bloke actually held his arm back, I said, well, well, you know, fair enough. What would you? But then again, I understand the game and that the occasion and all that. The bloke did hold him back. No, this wasn't really broad. It held his arm back. He wasn't actually a Geelong. Boy, those blokes went to school together, um um, Craig. So Oh they did. Um, I did He was holding that. his arm back. Yeah, he's holding his arm back. And John, Tommy's a pretty powerful brood of brutal fella. So I don't think he knows his own force. If he, he hits you hard. If he if he had the temperament of a brute, he'd kill you, that bloke, you know. But he's not, he's <laughs> like a I've got to be careful what I say <laughs> but 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 he's a strong he's a really strong, you know, look at the size of him. If he had a bad attitude God, he'd kill someone, mate. But he has it, and that's what I was trying to say to people. That, and they all banged in on him and all that. And I didn't realize his arm was held back, and I didn't see the vision. But we all know he shouldn't have done it. And then we we'll, you know, everyone blamed in all this. And there's still some still blaming all this, but but it shouldn't come back to one bloke anyway. But anyway, well, this is this is Absolutely. what we. This is That's funny, isn't it?
0: So yeah, you know, yeah. So in that in that case, you that have to look at to the fact. You have to look at the fact that that Richmond. You know they were decimated oh, they by it. injuries all year, and oh, they definitely. got they got healthy definitely. at the right time. They they were yeah, and, and the were... biggest
1: one was the biggest the biggest one with them. The story now is like, will they be stronger with Rance? And now Rance has gone back to his religion, and now his wife's gone done the flute done the coot too. So I I said this when I watched him, and I said when he went into a seminar, I listened to him. I said that bloke, he could be here, he could be not. I said, have a listen to him. He's that sort of fella. And look what's happened. Now he's, he's gone back to his <laughs> seven, whatever it is. And, and now his missus has gone the, the coot too. So, you know, the thing was, were they going to be a stronger side coming into 2020 with a rant? Because they adapted without him. And, and, and good, good on him. You know, good on him to do that. Um, I thought when Geelong played him, we had the wrong bloke playing on Big Lynchy. It should have been the bloke that's sizes. is which is played back all year, which is um, Blitz. Blitz, uh, yeah. As soon as Collar Jackie misjudged the mark, I said, it's the wrong matchup. That's, me brain said that, but I was too focused on the game, and usually I watch that and say, switch him, but me head said, switch, put a switch. So they put Taylor to him. But, uh, It, but you can't stop. If a bloke, if a ball's kicked, um, Craig out of the center and it's perfectly put to your, to your chest, there's not, uh, there's not much anyone can do about it. If you've got great midfielders like Dusty when he gets loose and stuff like that, but the right matchup was, I'd say the bloke I just said, Blitz, they played all year. They're playing in bloody wing, mate. They love to play Blitz too long. They think, they think he can play him anywhere because he used to be a steeple chaser like could have played Olympics. So that's fantastic. My opinion is mm. he can clock up a lot of Ks, but if he doesn't hurt you in playing, you're in fantasy world about what he can do. If he finds his spot down back, leave him there. You know who suggested that? Matthew Scarlett suggested to him. They tried it through the ruck in an off game against Cut. It worked because he used to play ruck. He played ruck one of the first years. He won their best in Ferris. He got hurt playing ruck too because he didn't, didn't know how play- to play ruck
0: much. Didn't they have him play Ruck in the game that they sat Reece Stanley when they thought the weather was going to be bad? Yeah, that's right. If I'm not mistaken, that, yeah, that, they moved right, Lutz right. down there for that. Yeah, yeah, so, but, but,
1: but in the game against West Coast, they still had him winged. They still had him wing. that's right. And in the Richmond one, yeah, he should have been the matchup and playing back. I think with the Collingwood one, they thought it was going to be wet, so they thought we played play small. And they thought, bring Menangola in, but Menangola was out of form. I listened to the game the week before. They got beaten in the reserves. He couldn't get a touch. He's just come back from injury. All due respects to the bloke. Um, he's out of form. You know, just come back. he him been time, you know, you know, they're thinking, play small. That's, you got to look at how they thought. What, what irritates me a little bit, about Geelong coaching staff is they'd sit there and say, this is, we know what we know. You don't. And that really irritated me. Because if you get it right, fair enough. If you don't, you've got to accept, you've got to expect to get, you know, a lot of criticism. You have to take the responsibility. That's how I look at it, Craig. Like, um, you know, if if you if you're that arrogant and you sit there and say, like Chris Scott says, Oh, we know things you don't know, well, okay. That sounds arrogant to say that too. If you if you say that and you get it wrong, might you're gonna get a lot of He's thrown at you. Maybe, <laughs> to, yeah. To, to Maybe you to don't know really hurt you. You know what I
0: mean? Maybe you don't know as much as you think it, you do. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: well, it comes across so arrogant, and you got it, even his. I, I know he he goes on three six with Robin. I don't want to get too caught up with this, but I'm not a big fan of that because I think a coach gets caught up with uh, other coaches looking at them, and if they get playing very well, everyone looks at that side, and you tell them things they they. You don't realise what you're telling them. We've done it before. To me, I'm not a big fan of a coach going on a program like that. But that's only my opinion. A lot well, of people are so, "What are you talking about?" You know. Well, and, and I think you do give secrets away.
0: And you do have to keep in mind, you know that. Yeah, that might have ended up costing Alan Richardson his job because he was there well, every week with Chris Scott. Yeah, but you know, the you know, he the was, were not very good. Winning,
1: yeah, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. If they are winning. They'll probably be a different side. To me, Richo was a bit soft. He needs to be a bit, bit hard. bit bit a bit of mongrel on him. To me, he's like, hello, boys. We'll have some scones and tea now, you know. I'll just bring out the coffee and the tea. What do you think?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you are enjoying my talk with Chris Hickey, lifelong Cats fan and second cousin of Cats legend Reg Hickey, Unfortunately, in the next segment, we had a little bit of a hiccup with our audio, so there were a couple of moments where the questions and the responses got a little bit out of sync. I decided to leave it this way because I think you can get the gist of what is being talked about in this segment. Again, I can't thank Chris enough for taking time to record and then re-record and, quite frankly, re-record some of the things that we were discussing during the course of our conversation this past weekend. It was great to talk to him. This is actually going to be part one of two episodes that I do with Chris, as we had so much information that I did not want to put it all into one single episode. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further hesitation, I bring you the second part of the first episode with Chris Hickey. I hope you enjoy. There are some great stories coming up. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming back online today. That's a huge help. There were uh, a few things that we talked about in the second half of our conversation last night or yesterday morning that uh, we need to kind of touch base on again today. Yeah. One of the things you were uh, you were telling me, and I kind of want to go back to this story before we we talk about your second cousin a little bit. But you were you were telling me about a uh, a nun that you had when you were in school when you were a child, yeah, and her being a uh, a Collingwood fan.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, Sister Edelbert. She was a bit of a battle axe, mate, to be straight, straight down the line with you. Um, she's very strict. Um, <laughs> black and white. There's nothing else except black and white, and that's that's why it was. So everyone should say, you know, he backs for Collingwood, so they all put their hands up. That's the way it went. But I didn't put my hand up, and a few others did do this. So.
0: And she said that she made the kids sing the Collingwood song, whether they wanted to or not.
1: Ah, uh, we 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 played. We lost in uh, might have been semi final. I think I'm, I don't want to quote me there. I know Neville Bruns missed a point, kicked a point, and we lost by a point. They played it was the grand final anyway to Richmond because they played Richmond next week. We had to sing the song, losing that preliminary final up on the front of the only thirty pupils, small school, went to primary school. We had to sing. The Collingwood, good old Collingwood forever. You know, you know, about humiliating that is, if you're a pretty starch or we were, it's <laughs> quite, it's quite humiliating. So, so what we had to do, so, and of course, as I said, me yeah, mate, you me couldn't... mate said the next week, because they got Richmond, got him, Kevin, Kevin Bartlett got him with the old little hair bloke with kicked out goals, nowhere, and he was on Stan Magro, gave him a bit of a run around, and oh, well, you know, looks like, he better been a song, and I, I thought a bit. I got a bit nervous when he said that because, uh, I, I, I think I think I think about that, but I, I don't think I'd be, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd say that. I think uh, working on very, you know, the ground there, is starting to get a little, get a little bit nervous, you know, like uh, not that I said it, but I, I thought, right, I thought I wouldn't say that if I was you. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't think they did sing it by memory. Exactly. Uh, nah, she was she was just black and white, mate. I, yeah, I don't know you... how to describe her, but she was just black and white. They must have. as this the army is now? Was like with the, the Magpie Army or the, the the Richmond? She was like that. It was. I don't know how to describe it. That was way back then. So she be, wouldn't be alive now. But she was just so black and white. There was nothing else.
0: Well, that's how she ended up becoming a Pies fan then. Obviously. It was a black and white issue for her.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, so you're a teacher, so you don't want to go. But as a teacher, if you got on the wrong side of her, you'd get into the pupil. She wouldn't talk to the to the, the, the parents, you'd get into you. So it was an interesting sort of, you know, is this how you trained this? Do you have a pick on me? But anyway, uh, I don't want to go any further than talk about a brother like that. What he said to her, but that was a different story. I won't go down that path. But, it's not about that, but okay. That, nah, she was very strict, as they were, yeah. were in those days. But she was just black and white, like it was like there's nothing else, and everyone had to put up their hand with, who barracks for common which They all put their hand up, you know, naturally. That's,
0: that's what they call uh, like uh going along to getting along to get along. do go, go
1: off the flow, but just you know, go, go along with the flow. Yeah, know, exactly, to, exactly. Oh, you know, why should I? You know what yep. I mean? Maybe maybe I will stubborn. But, exactly, yeah. But and maybe that's the word that something Ex- gave yep. me to say. I don't have to, but then the other side about your city, you better, but I'm sorry, no I'm not, so you know, there you go, so yeah, no, she was uh she was yeah. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> now one of the other things we were we were gonna be talking about was your second cousin Reg and you know, he played a long time ago, he passed yeah. away almost fifty years ago now. So people know the name but they don't know necessarily a lot about him. And what do you think that the the average footy fan in Australia and the novice fan well, you know, as in I the say, United you States know, should think, know about your cousin? I think
1: the, the record books are there, and as, as much as my journey with finding out who Reg was, that, you know, the man was obviously an absolute freak what he did uh, on and off the field, really, uh, to go leftly right into it. I can go leftly into it for 35 years. Uh, service to the club, but having a stand and all these things. I think, well, see, a lot of people wouldn't know who he is because because he played back in that generation. That That's, that's the reality. And I think, you know, because I'm related to him, I, I don't mind stepping out and saying, you know, flying the flag is safe for it. So basically, they wouldn't know who's Reg Icky, you know, and they look up the books, they go, oh yeah, or, for example, our current captain has just passed his games as captain. So that's taking all that time for someone to eclipse that. But he had, you know, he's had regular records after records with him. And um, the man was, you know, he's obviously something else. Um, as Bob Davis was asked who was the best in that era, you know, he, he said red cheeky, you know. But, you know, obviously a great coach. Um, very, I'd say, probably, you know, strict with what he wanted to do. But, you know, obviously could get along with people to what, was required and um he was pretty handy obviously as known as a center back or, or century in their era um he's asked to coach victoria which they did state of origin in but you know he declined i think because he couldn't get the players or he wasn't allowed the players he wanted the coach so you know it goes on he's played he was runner-up in a Brownlow. low it was third two so you know <laughs> the, the, the records are there with him and i mustn't have been too bad to have to stand after him you know they just keep rolling. I'm telling crazy there's no BS. They just keep rolling. On. That's <laughs> I am intrigued, you know, with him still to this day because I, I I might sound a bit biased, being naturally my father's and my father, kind of his his father of brothers, but so, so that connection there. So I'm a bit biased, but I I still feel like you know I want to put him out there. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. I know we're in 2020. You know I understand all that, but. You know, exactly. it's, it's, it would have been, you know, of course you'd say so I would have loved to meet him and uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I, so seriously, I, because I believe I follow Geelong, I really feel, I, I don't know whether it's me just saying it, but my, 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 I'm so strongly with Geelong. I, I don't know whether I got a bit of reg or something in me, but I, I watch a game and I'll sort of decide in the match what, what they need to do in the match, not after the match or that or I get vibes to before a match too when I think they go, how are going to go? I ask myself how are they are going to go? Or well, I'm constantly asking them Where, where's their weaknesses, all this sort of stuff. Stuff that everyone can do. Maybe I've got a, a little bit of that's come back through the, the genes. I don't know. But the thing is with two, I followed them that strongly over me journey. Um, it must come from somewhere and the ties with Geelong too. Because I didn't even know I was born in Geelong. We'd left and gone down to Western Victoria. To Pernham uh, in a farming community there. So I had no recollection of Geelong. So, and it's so strong. Like, it's when they play, you know, there's no messing around. Like, if they lose, it's like, you know, it's it takes so long. It's like you're cursed and swearing and all that. And, you know, I must admit, you know, I could I be asked questions about, you know, what I think about the coaching and stuff. And um, it's quite interesting what you, what you would get. But, you know, you've only got a limited time, what you're, you're, you're asking and stuff like that. But, you know, yeah, it's it's quite different what you probably would get from me, but but when you if you watch the game exactly, and I sat yeah. beside you on that, and I could pick things out, you, I think you'd be surprised what, and and I've even done it with commentators, and I'm in front of them, so oh, there must be something there with the old Reggie. I remember Reggie's got a bit of jeans to me. I don't know, but it's it's there and it's strong, and it'll be it'll be there to the day I die, mate. I reckon too, because. Um, I'm half fifty I'm fifty now, so there maybe ha- there I don't has don't to be whatever's gonna go on from there, but um yeah the, the Geelong journey, um it's very strong and um it's it's I don't know, it's it's just what it is, you know, it's 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 real it's fair to give, there's no messing about it. Right, right. You know, and and it's all right to criticize them and stuff. That, that's that's fine. I mean, that's that's what it's about. I mean, you want the best side, you want best what's going on. That's that's healthy as far as I'm concerned. You you've got to have health healthy debate as far as I'm concerned. Some people don't like criticising stuff like that, but I that's a lot of rubbish, as I'm concerned. You have to get if you want to get the best side or pick the best side, it, it comes down to judgment too. So when coaches pick, you know, their players and stuff or they make decisions, that that's a judgment call and that's an important one. So it's an interesting one and that's that's what you follow very closely, like a recent coach for right now. It's been ten years
0: for Scott. And you had mentioned Bob Davis before. You had, you had started to touch on a story about him at practice yeah, well, one day that kind of gave an indication yeah, well, of what Bob, kind of a coach Bob, Reg was and um, I thought Bob that possible. was a pretty pretty Indeed, humorous story. If you could share that was
1: still, you know, as well, on. that would be terrific. To, to their recent uh, premiership, I think it was 207, he, he, he witnessed that one. So, but basically the story goes, uh, and he told this story, it's probably on the somewhere, you would find it somewhere and he says, um, you know, basically rocked up I don't know how it'd come about but he rocked up to training with a dress on. So you can imagine rocking up with a dress on, you know. And back in that day too, like I don't know how that would how it might be a bit of a joke now, but I don't know how, you know, that one would come across. So, you know, probably probably it was a bit of a character, but a person might have been on the turf, so I don't know, the night before that. and, and it's this is a great joke, but the way Reg handled that was said, Oh, well, you got the dress mate, well that's okay. You can you can wear it while you're trained. So so he had to train the whole the whole training with, with the dress on and I think Bob might have said, Well, I never did it again, something like that. But he, he had a lot of he spoke he spoke very highly <laughs> of Reg. So there was no, you know, um, he didn't have any, you know, there was all good and that he said he said, What what was Red's strength? And he said, Well, he could he knew how to manage people he said. That's what he basically said. Um,
0: yeah, so as you had said earlier, I saw him on a, a a YouTube clip where Bob Davis, when they asked him about who the the greatest player was on the 20th yeah. century team, and and he said without hesitation it was Reg Hickey, and the 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 commentators yeah, were challenging said, him on that and saying, was coach, well, it wasn't it wasn't Gary Ablett Senior, a, and he explained why he know, felt that it should be Hickey I suppose, rather than than like, Ablett.
1: I, I I looked at it too, and I've gone through it, and when you do I put all the accolades up, and Reg was this, Reg was that, Reg was that. Um, Gary Ablett Sr. became a full forward after um, you know, playing a lot on the wing. I think the story was actually off Bob Davis. I heard at training that they decided to put him, Malcolm Blight was a coach, basically, and his reflexes were that good. We're going to put him there to full forward. Malcolm Blight was a full forward in his day. It worked and he kicked, and, and it was the year for hundreds of goals kicked. So he eclipsed. So as an individual, there's no doubt Gary Ablett Sr., spectacular. He'd win hands down there'd be very few that could eclipse him. But as far as, you know, a player, I suppose so so the two separate questions. And I think really too, when you start comparing things, it's very, very hard. You're always gonna have different right, right. It's just it's just the way things are. But there's no doubt as far as the spectacular part, Gary Albert Sr. Like you watch footage now, he's 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 amazing to watch.
0: Oh, he's absolutely oh, he's a yeah, you're he's, ab- he's, amazing he's, is the right he's, word he's, to use. I I've I've seen several
1: front, videos of him and he is he just, good, you know? and, he's you know, dynamic. He know, played wing and couldn't get a game at Hawthorne. And there were brothers involved. And they are a bit wild, those brothers. And um, one used to win the foot race every grand final. I think it was Jeff. You win the 100 metres sprint all the time. And, you know, for a bloke that couldn't get a game at Hawthorne, our old mates are, you know, our old enemies, um, he didn't do too bad. It's long as so, uh, yeah and we've got little junior there, like little Gary jr there so that no. very, yeah not a i lot, hadn't not I a lot had not researched, but
0: I um, hadn't researched him that much, they, I did not even realize that he had been with Hawthorne before, so and, that tells you yeah, how new I am to the game
1: toys, um, And they're, they're all sort of from the air they were that you know just, just why they were and and um. They might not have been disciplined or not. I don't know what really the story is with, with, uh, Hawthorne, because Hawthorne always been a pretty disciplined club. But, yeah, he, he, um, it's interesting, you know, the talent though of that bloke and of course of young Gary Jennings is, is amazing, of course, as, as we all get to see and witness and still watching young Gary now. I mean, where, where he's at, um, it's quite, yeah, it's, the the family's amazing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think and, so. I think so. I think, yeah, you know, I, I think definitely. Uh, this something to share with And him. this might be his when, final when was with the son, season, possibly. This is not when he was going to, um, not in the latter part, th- or when it when when I, he he played there and he would played really well, and then he got he got hit that many times. They kept dumping him. And his shoulder got hurt that much. You know, he was he was unbelievable when when he was playing. He was unbelievable, to watch as a captain, as a captain thought, but. I actually asked him, jumped on his his um account and said, Come home, come home. I just felt like saying it. And when I left that I said, I wonder how that would have affected him and I, I said to me, I just felt like doing it. But it was a stage when he the Geelong I'd offered him another contract because they knew Geelong were ready. he wanted to come home but but they did want him son's still want him to stay and they knew that and then I think that was half the problem plus I think he wanted to come home too but so I just felt like saying it. There was a, you know, and, and we, we took a lot to getting back. There was, he didn't just come just something like that. So I just felt like saying it. So I sent a thing to him just to say, mate, come home, come home where you belong. So, and, and it, it sort of meant a lot. It felt, I felt right in the gut. Sight.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first of our two episodes with our interview with Chris Hickey, the second cousin of Cats legend, Reg Hickey. Next week, we'll talk about some of the current players and we'll touch on where we think they're going to be and what they're going to be doing in the 2020 season, which is just around the corner. I've got to tell you, I have truly enjoyed talking to Chris. I plan on keeping in touch with him on social media. He's got a lot of great stories. I hope you have enjoyed these as well. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach me at Twitter on Yank underscore on. You can email me at Yank on the Footy at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at a yank on the footy. And you can find my podcast on Apple, on Spotify. I believe on Stitcher now as well, as well as on the Podbean app. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot thank you enough for listening and taking time out of your busy schedule. I have to tell you, while this is certainly not the most professional-sounding podcast out there, I'm having a heck of a lot of fun doing it. I'm learning a lot about the game. And I hope that you're enjoying my journey. Very soon we're going to be hearing from some people here in the United States who are very much involved in the USAFL, people who are trying to bring the game to the United States to get interest in the game. They've had a great deal of success. We have teams all over the United States, and we're going to talk to them about some relief efforts that they have going with the terrible bushfires that are going on in Australia. Absolutely horrible. Again, I would like to remind you that this episode is dedicated to my friend, Travis Milestone. Travis, good to talk to you this evening and catch up with you a little bit online. Glad to see that you're getting settled a little bit. I hope that things continue to look up for you. Again, nothing but best thoughts for you as you and your family go towards building your new lives. I want to ensure that I thank Joseph McDade for his music that I'm using as my intro and my outro music. Mr. McDade creates some fantastic music, and I'm using two of his pieces, one called Backplate and the other one called Elevation. You can find those pieces and many others at josephmcdade.com slash music. That's josephmcdade.com slash music. Mr. McDade, thanks again for your hard work and your wonderful musical pieces. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to give me a listen. And I truly hope that you'll come back again as I continue my journey to learn as much as I can about this beautiful and wonderful game. Because while many of us are fans of our teams, deep down, we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for listening, and I ask that you share this podcast with your footy friends, and may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been... Episode 3 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget, you can reach me at yank underscore on or by email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. You can also find information about the podcast on Instagram and on Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. And don't forget, this podcast is available on the Podbean app where you can leave comments and I'll respond as well as finding it on Spotify, on Apple, on the Google Podcast, on Stitcher, and soon to be on Pandora and iHeart. I hope you've enjoyed Episode 3 and come back next week for the second half of my interview with Chris Hickey. If you would be so kind, I would love it if you would leave me a review on Podbean or on the Apple Podcast site or on whatever podcast player that you are using. It really helps me out and lets me know what I could be doing better. I would truly appreciate it.